Welcome to the Hacking Your Health podcast with Ben Kenning and Dave Kennedy. Two guys heading out to hack body, mind, business, and beyond. We are here to provide a single source, bullshit-free guide to understanding your body and how you can live better for longer. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. I'm going to say this, and I thought this earlier. Now, I absolutely loved having Sean on. I love having guests on. But sometimes I miss just having me and you talking. So I welcome agree. back. And welcome yeah. back. Yeah, welcome back, man. I was <laughs> talking to you as well and uh, getting to catch up. Because it's like, hey, it's like we're catching up as friends, just hanging out and discussing like awesome stuff that we love talking about. So like, what's better yeah. than you know supplements and protein and whole foods and you know lifting weights and everything else, right? Well, I'm actually off supplements. It's been three days. I know. I'm still alive. And my my yeah. whole body's still intact. Somebody actually, so I put, I put up um, I put up a, a post on Instagram, just like this is the picture I sent you of all the supplements, and somebody replied, "Do do you need all these?" And I'm like, "Well, <clears throat> technically, I don't need them. Like, I would probably survive pretty well if I didn't yeah. have them." So I sort of challenged myself to come off, um, just to sort of reset myself a little bit. But I've made it three days. I've survived, so it's all good. It's all good. What's going on, me? So, you know, I did the same thing about a month ago where I was like, man, this stuff is getting like way out of control. Like, I think I was taking like 70 pills a day. And like, you know, it's just like you add something like, oh, phosphatic acid. It helps in mTOR production. Oh, this does that. Oh, this does that. Oh, hey, magnesium's good for your thing. Oh, you do this. And you're like, by the end of the day, you're like, man, I, I'm spending more time, you know, taking pills than I am actually in the gym, you know, doing resistance training. So, you know, and that obviously is too much. It's excessive. So, like, I did the same thing and I cut down. And um, I went back to It's even to, like, like, it's like this, it's just like a. Servant size, like six tablets, and you're like, can not condense yeah. this into one fucking tablet? Why not take six? Well, that's the one thing that, like, um, you know, I switched over from uh, on it total human to animal pack just to try different vitamins. And those animal packs, so like, you get the regular vitamins, and then you get the fish oils, and then you get like their flex and their PM ones. And each one of those packs is like 15 freaking pills. So, like, you're taking like 10 fish pills, you're taking like 15 multivitamins, and then it's like, it's, it's just way too much. So, I switched back to on a total human, and I put my my, I, I barely take anything. I take some, some extra vitamin B complex, um, and, uh, some, some, you know, vitamin D and that's basically about it. And, and a multivitamin. So for anatomical human, so it's got my krill oils and you know, everything else like that. But I, I, I don't notice any difference whatsoever between before <laughs> and after. So, you know, who knows? <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, if this had been set up in any other way, if we had have had a sponsor and it had been a supplements company, this would be the perfect time to have this conversation. So right. as I, as I said, uh, as I was chatting to you yesterday, um, the the latest competition that we're going to launch, which will be launched by the time that this podcast goes away, is we're going to give away four months worth of the Blue Nutrition supplements that I do regularly use. So oh, I was down talking to um, Peter in NI Supplements yesterday, who's going to come on the podcast in the next couple of weeks to talk about everything that they do. And he is so detailed, passionate, like everything to the, this is why we put this in, this benefits this, this is combination with that and why they do everything. So what he's going to do is put together a we hack health health stack um and do four month eight month and 12 month bundles we're going to give away a four month one i'll put the link That's to awesome. it whenever it goes up they can get shipped anywhere in the world um but it will be it's exactly the stuff that i use the super fruit greens vitamin d3 vitamin c omegas the pre and pro biotic and creating or create pure it is actually so that all go out. It'll be on Twitter. If you haven't got into the competition, do get on. I'm looking forward to having Peter on. I will be back taking supplements from next Thursday. That will be my two weeks up, I think. <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, no sponsorship whatsoever from Blue myself or obviously vice versa, but I, I, um, I, I really enjoyed their products. Like a lot of really good quality products taste, taste good. And then, yeah. uh, you know, overall, I've been, been very happy with them as well. So I, you know, you got me hooked on Blue a while back and I use their Crea Pure and a few other things too. So good stuff from them for sure. Yeah, it'll be cool. I, I genuinely, I know that you'll you'll enjoy the science side of having a conversation with Peter. Like he's just so yeah. like every single detail of everything. So we'll get him on, and I, I think that'll be cool. And then the link to anybody who wants to order um, with whatever the discount code will be. Will yeah. be good. So anyway, yeah. Well, I mean, I want to talk about training and stuff first, and we'll talk about other stuff after. So how's training? Yeah. What's going on? 
So, I, you know, obviously that new plan has been going great. I just got a new leg extension machine, uh, leg extension slash leg curl. Um, you know, I felt like uh, I, I had the, the the Rogue Reverse Hyper, the donkey, and it was okay, but I didn't really like it. I didn't feel like I was really hitting my glutes and hammies very much with that. <laughs> and um, so, you know, I, I really felt like I didn't have a good machine other than, like, you know, obviously doing deadlifts and, you know, obviously split squats and belt squats, but I didn't really have a good, you know, hammy type of, of, of exercise. And so I got that one, and I used that yesterday for the first time, and I loved it. Uh, you know, I feel like it really, you know, after especially after you're done doing, I did uh, uh, RDLs yesterday. Sorry, I didn't respond back to your text, by the way, on the the weights. I didn't. Want I, to was, tell you. I was I was standing in the gym, and I was like, right, I need to know exactly what Dave did in RDLs, so I can just do one more rep or like five pounds more. You just didn't fucking text me back. I, I like, just didn't text hey. you back. I'm like, I'm like, I'm not gonna have you be. No, I fuck that guy. <laughs> so, so I, I, I actually went uh, fairly light on RDLs yesterday, just kind of working on form um, because I know that we had, you know, uh, some some form tweaks that we had last time. So I did uh, start off with a 135 pounds, six reps, just kind of you know warm up. Did two twenty five. You did tell me now. I've already done my set. Okay. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Then I did three fifteen by ten. Then I did seven hundred by thirty. I think my max rep was uh, I did I did uh, three three sixty five uh, by eight, and then I did two seventy five by fifteen just to kind of burn everything out. So it was nothing crazy. Okay, good. And you find I mean, the uh, I don't have my book with me. Send uh, the books in the car. Um, the so you find the hamstring curl and the leg extension good i'm going to update your plan because it will be good to the way that i'll program it will be to use the hamstring curl first to load the muscle full of blood so that whenever you go in it's activated and you can actually use it properly going into doing rdls and stuff like that and then we'll yep. do almost the opposite with quads is whenever you sort of fatigue them from everything else that you're doing just really take them to that point of failure where like your legs are shaking and you've got tears in your eyeballs from the from that's the how i felt that's how i felt yesterday that'll so be the exact great. rep range just as many as possible tears. until you have tears in your eyes you tears <laughs> it was funny uh i um I, I still have PTSD from from installing gym equipment from Rogue, and so I hired somebody, an expert installer, to come install this. And this thing must have taken him. I mean, it was funny because he was supposed to be here at three thirty, so I'm like, oh, I'll get my workout in really quick so that you know I don't want to be working out with somebody putting, putting together equipment. It'd be kind of weird. And um, just watch so him. <laughs> yeah, like hey, you know, and I'm grunting like ah, you know. But uh, um, you know, the the guy showed up an hour early. And I'm still in the middle of my work. I'm like, listen, dude, just so you know, I'm going to be working out while you're putting this together. He's like, oh, I don't care. That's fine. I'm like, okay. So I was working out the entire time. It must have taken him 40 minutes to put this thing together. It was super easy. You know, it was like like 30 parts. You know, Rogue was like 7,000 parts. You know, it weighs 2 billion pounds when you need eight people. Um, you know, it was it was a nightmare. But that that's all good. And then um, my gym at the office is uh, is getting built, too. And this uh, – I got the uh, – um, force usa g20 which is this monstrosity of an all-in-one it's got multiple weight systems um you know it's it's insane this thing weighs literally 1400 pounds and the way that everything worked out is i couldn't get the flooring in in time so they assembled the g20 on concrete and we had to get rubber flooring underneath this 1400 pound monstrosity <laughs> so did you just go to one side and just lift it and they put the floor in on there exactly what we did we i, I got like four guys from trusted sec to come in and uh we basically were able to tilt it enough to get the things in and then tilt it on the other side it was it was a disaster it was a nightmare but uh but it's there it's working and uh, i haven't used it yet because i need to clean the whole area um there but i still got I got a treadmill coming. I got the tonal coming over there, and then probably put a couple other little things uh, here and that's there. That's uh, that was that's what I was going to ask. So I'm like, we've done the rabbit hole of the home gym is almost complete. I'm like, now we have a whole other fucking space to fill. Now we have a whole space to fill. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, yes. And, and, and it's going to be weird because you know Aaron's going to start to see the uh, the the rubber tiling start to intrude more out because like <laughs> you know instead of it being like one location, it's just the like... whole the whole <laughs> the whole Like I don't the know what happened. Center. The training said, listen, the training center is now the gym and people, well, they want to learn. That is training. It's like, it's just a different right. type of training. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Training so, their bodies and their minds. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. And if I'm still happily married afterwards, but uh, <laughs> I keep, I definitely keep extending the amount of, of, of space that I have in that gym to, to accommodate uh, additional stupid things that I decide to buy. <laughs> good. Oh, I can't wait to, uh, how about you? How are you doing, dude? You know what? I'm doing really good. Um, one thing I wanted to talk about is, and I've sort of mentioned this to you in, in chat over the past couple of days. Obviously, I've said this before that I, I get into this place where 
like it's just sort of habit in terms of like eating um which is great it's great to be in that you know i know how food's put together and whatever else but sometimes there's something very powerful in going back to actually tracking everything and being a hundred percent on it and just sort of recalibrating your you know your portion sizes and everything else and i've done that probably for about the past seven to ten days and i i genuinely already feel incredible by just like awesome. really really dialing things in making sure i have plenty of edge cutting out as much shit as possible just so that i don't need that i was probably just snacking as i was you know walking about the house or whatever else and making sure i over and above protein target and number one like i guess the biggest thing for me is actually making sure i'm eating enough calories because there would have been days yeah. that i probably didn't eat throughout the day and i was just catching up so i've been eating about 3100 3300 calories um so i feel good when i'm going to train and i the message to everybody is just really dial it in and you will feel the benefits of so much like i'm more productive i've got more energy i can get up in the morning i do my steps do my cardio sessions have been good overall like feeling really fucking good um just from that That's sort awesome. of small tweak and no supplements like i mean i'm legitimately feeling good yeah well that's so there you, go. there you go um yeah, well, that's the same thing with, uh, with you know, with me is the the regimen around making sure what I put in my body is the amount of calories I have. And that's something I've gotten a lot better at. You know, before I, I used to tell you this, you know, I I'd go downstairs and I'd eat a half a box of wheat thins or whatever. I'm like, okay, well, there's 500 yeah. calories that I didn't count for, you know, but. Uh, yeah. Or you track like five wheat thins. <laughs> yeah, five wheat thins, but I ate the, the whole box, you know. Like, you know <laughs> but uh, I've been yeah. getting a lot better with that. Actually, yesterday was an interesting one because I was so busy with. Uh, the offices, uh, the office stuff. And, um, and, uh, um, I didn't eat until like three o'clock in the afternoon. And I saw, I was like, Oh my God, I got a pound, like, you know, 2,800 calories in, you know, in, in, in a quick amount of time. And so, you know, I, I, I obviously focused on protein first, uh, Hey, my protein goals as much as possible. So I got a protein shake, had some steak, you know, and then, you know, from there kind of built it up by the end of the day, you know, I was back up to, you know, 240 grams of protein, you know, 300 grams of carbs. And I was good. I was all set. So, it's, uh, you just got to be careful because I, I forget, you know, like if, if I'm super busy, I forget to eat. Um, yeah. And I know I need to. I'm like, man, I wish I would have brought a protein shake with me or something. But I'm too effing busy to go get one. So, um, you know, that's the balance of obviously business, work, health, everything else that goes along with that, which is the topic of today. <laughs> Honestly, you would think you would think you, you like that? Found this shit, but Did I you like that intro? Like straight oh, in. my yeah, God. Yeah, I went nice, right into nice that. Nice that was so good. That was so good. <laughs> that's, why I have this, that's why I'm uh, repping the brands today. I like it. I like it. I like the yeah, trusted yeah, section yeah, right there. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know what? It's actually, I actually I put it on after whenever I got out of the shower and I was like, this would be nice to train in. I feel like it's a good fit. I don't know whether you have that plan, like muscle fit too. So I would yeah, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm extremely uh, particular about shirts that I wear. And uh, so we get samples in all the time and I try them all on beforehand because if I won't wear the shirt, like, you know, yeah. there's no point of going with it. And so we only get like super high quality shirts that, you know, I would only only wear because like I, I it has to be like a certain feel. Like I hate those yeah. like real rigid ones that you know like I just don't like the feel of those. Like the, that's why I like the Redcon ones is they're they're super yeah. form fitting, similar to uh, this. Yes, very similar. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. But anyway, we're not here to talk about shirts. We <laughs> want to talk uh, about business, and I guess the number one has been asked for. Number two in the fucking intro, we talk about we're going to talk about business, and all we've talked about is supplements and TRT and whatever else. So. I want to get into the business side of things. And then obviously your HQ is opening on Friday. Yeah. So, uh, the trust sec head, uh, intergalactic headquarters syndicate is opening up, uh, uh, Friday. Well, technically it's, it's May 15th, but we're having a all hands, uh, Friday where everybody's flying in and all that good stuff. Um, so really excited to see, you know, the team. Having a party? We're, we're definitely having a party. Uh, we got okay, like, uh, we'll have beers. Oh yeah. Yeah. Probably Irish car bombs, yeah. I uh, maybe will join car. you for a virtual like FaceTime Irish car bomb <laughs> at some point. <laughs> I feel like you're like a introductory trusted second employee anyway. Oh, yeah, I got the time, merch. So. This, you told right? me this is the employee I mean, only on. merch. Yeah, that's right. It is an employee only merch. So, um, <laughs> but uh, you know, we have like a murder mystery thing. We have a lot of cool events happening. Uh, you know, food trucks and everything else. So we're really excited because we got you know folks coming from the UK, Norway, Belgium. We have folks in every state pretty much coming through. So you know, we have you know. A lot of people coming um, to to this, and I really appreciate uh, you know being able to just be there with my friends and my peers and everybody else inside the company to you know kind of celebrate a really big milestone for us because you know a lot of people don't know the history of of Trusted Tech, but you know I left a, a perfectly stable, great job. I didn't take any venture capitalist funding. I didn't do you know anything. I basically started Trusted Tech in the basement of my house, and I had six months of you know mortgage payments basically uh, in the bank, and that's it. And then anything past that, we were screwed. 
So I'm like, you know, hey, I got to do something here, right? And I actually got to work my ass off to either go broke, file for bankruptcy, or try to find another job instead of doing this thing that I really wanted to do. And, um, you know, we it was funny because I remember, uh, you know, when you when you do work, you, you, a lot of times you don't get paid up front. You get paid after the work is completed, and then you have to go through payment processes, and it takes time. And, you know, so like a net 30 is actually like a net 90 and all this other stuff. And um, I remember I was down to one month left in rent uh, or, or for my mortgage payment for my house. And I was like, oh, shit, like I really need to get paid here or I'm screwed. And eventually the money started coming in and I was able to kind of, you know, build up another base of that. And then I was able to finally hire a second person, third person, et cetera. Now we got like 140 employees. And so, you know, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, took the risk, really stressful at first, still really stressful, but different, um, you know, and, and just managing those different aspects of business was something that one, I had never done before one, I had no idea what the F I was doing. Uh, and, and three, you know, uh, it's just one of those things that just started to, you know, build upon what you learn in real life. And I, you know, having fun doing what you're doing and doing things the right way, it, it all kind of came together. Yeah. Yes, I think HQ is really exciting. Yeah. Well, obviously, you know, I don't want to rub it into everybody else, but I've been in it. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's right. But obviously, whenever you sent me the photo, like, you know, when the set, when the sign went up to you at that moment, surely that's a like, fuck yeah moment. Like that's a sort yeah. of core memory. Like I've done a fucking good job here. Yeah. It, you know, it's interesting. I, I've, I've gotten asked a question, like, why would you build an HQ in, in today's, uh, you know, society where, you know, you, you have work from home remote. The truth of the matter is, you know, trusted tech has always been work from home. We've never been at the office, you know, and, and it's never been mandated to come into the office or you have to come into the office to work. It's always been work from your home, work from wherever. But, you know, one thing that we wanted to have was a place that, that, uh, showed our culture showed our, our excellence, showed, you know, our innovation and research, uh, showed our gym, you know, uh, and, and showed who we were as a company and, and have, you know, people that want to come into the office every so often and just have a lot of fun with your, your friends and your peers. I mean, we have a great time at the office. I love hanging out with people, love socializing. I love learning, you know, what are, you know, things are going on. I think you lose a lot of that in-person human skills. And it's funny because, you know, I found myself with COVID, um, becoming more, more and more of an introvert. Uh, than I was an extrovert because I didn't have the human interaction skills. And believe me, Zoom isn't the same as an in-person, you know, mannerisms, smell, taste, you know, surroundings, environmental things. The fact that you things. don't know if people are wearing trousers or not. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. You know, so, you know, I, I found myself like actually like getting nervous talking in front of people again and doing all these different things. And all of those things kind of compounded to like, you know, I cannot wait to get back and work with people that I haven't seen in a year or two years. I can't wait to see all my folks again. And, you know, again, not mandatory to come to the office, but we're going to have food trucks every week. We're going to have, you know, a barber come in and do haircuts. You know, we're, we're going to keep it a fun place. We have nap rooms. If you want to take naps. Um, you know, it's just a place that we, we, we want you to come to work to have fun. If you want to come into work or you want to stay from home, that's perfectly fine as well too. But, you know, exhume our excellence as a company, I think was really important for us. Yeah, I heard you were going to have a, an international an international coach come in and train people in the gym. I, you know, I might have heard the same thing. It's so weird. And I, yeah, his name is, so his, name's coach, his name's Coach Tony. Fuck Coach Tony. Right. <laughs> so the thing for me, you know, I, to an extent, understand. And I think probably, you know, my understanding of going into a workplace is obviously you build a lot of connections and friendships with people. And yes, it's not the same over Zoom, but it's like you go to that place and you have that social thing and, you know, you build that sort of camaraderie. And, you know, again, it's the sort of tribe stuff that we do. So I think it'd be cool, obviously, to have that space and go in and everything sort of dealt differently, I would imagine. So I think it'd be cool for that. And um, I guess, you know, if we're going to talk about building businesses, I want to sort of talk about, you've just given a sort of brief history there, but like almost like the origin story of, of how it came about and sort of the good parts, the bad parts, sort of what it actually takes and, and, and everything from that side. I can get, you know, I can give my side to an extent, but obviously it's on a completely different scale. Well, I mean, I think it's also important to understand how you scale too. You know, like yeah. I think the, the biggest thing that, you know, being a business owner is all about is one, not having an ego. Um, that you're the sole person, the reason why that business is successful, um, to being able to get rid of your responsibilities so that you can explore and do other things that make that business successful. Uh, and then, you know, number three is, is really finding people that you can trust, um, that have the same belief of your mission that you want to accomplish with your business and surround yourself with those people. You know, people always say, don't hire family, don't hire friends, you know, screw that, hire friends, hire family, because those are the folks that are going to be committed to you um, and what you want to accomplish as well as you're invested in them 
uh, to do amazing things that it's just a recipe for success. So I think for me, you know, when I first started Trusted Tech, one, I had no idea how to how to start an LLC. Um, I had no idea how to, you know, have a MSA or a statement of work. I had, you know, I had to do all this from, from the ground up. I had to develop a website. I had to do all this. And so, you know, it took some time to do a lot of the upfront work to get my business started. And then obviously when you first go off on your own, um, you have to um, start to, you know, find customers and actually get your name out there and do work. And I was in a very fortunate position because, um, you know, I kind of established myself as somebody in the security industry that knew what they were talking about. At least I, I pretend to know what I'm talking about. Um, and so, you know, I, I had a good network of folks um, that, you know, reach out to me because they wanted to work with me because I would do good quality work for them to help them out. And you know, I think that having that network already pre-established and getting some initial work and then from there, the word of mouth that starts to happen from there of you doing good quality work is is a great thing. And I think uh, whether you're you're an entrepreneur starting your own company, um, or if you're in an organization, I think, you know, for me, the biggest piece of advice that I could ever say is that I always strive to be better uh, at what I do, regardless of what it is, uh, whether that's working out at the gym, whether that's making life better for my employees and my, my, my company, um, you know, just recently, um, you know, uh, you know, uh, during the, the holiday timeframes, like we, we kind of have a chill environment where like, you don't really have to come into work or do much work. We don't book a lot of things. And so around the holiday timeframes, like around Christmas and things like that, it's, it's just kind of like an unspoken rule. Like, Hey, do whatever, you know, like chill out, relax, unwind. But I saw a tweet from an employee that was like, man, I'm really having a tough time unwinding. You know, I feel like I need to keep working through this time. I'm like, well, crap, that's not what we want. You know? So I saw that I'm like, Hey, by the way, everybody, you know, effective immediately that the last two weeks of, of, you know, the Christmas time frame, we're just shutting down nothing. Don't do anything, period. You know, because, you know, like, I don't want, I want you to recharge. I want you to relax, you know? And I remember someone had made a comment like, you know, uh, you know I, I never knew I needed this until Dave actually said something and, and did something, you know, about it. And, and it's those types of things where you can make, you know, improvements for your employees that, you know, you don't have to do, I'm losing money, but that's fine. Like, because I'm doing the right thing for my employees and who cares two weeks, whatever, you know, like the, you know, we, we bust our asses all year. Um, you know, two weeks is nothing in the grand scheme of things. And plus obviously people at PTO and, um, you know, we give a lot of holidays off extra holidays and things to that effect. But, you know, again, doing the right things for people, uh, will make you successful. And I think in, in a non-entrepreneur spirit, you know, surrounding yourself with people that have that same type of mindset of wanting the best thing for you and wanting the best thing for themselves, um, makes a, a very good ecosystem for a tribe that is successful in whatever you're accomplishing. Okay, so do you think the like the the work ethic and the the working hard and the wanting to be better is something that you well you, you personally have naturally, and do you think it's something that can sort of be taught within other people? Because I find and, and I've always said this, I think for me, whenever I was younger, I always saw my mum work. She was always working. She was working in the restaurant. It was just me and her. I remember being in the restaurants from I was like three. Literally, I was there the whole time, so she was always working. So I always saw her working. I was like, okay, well, that's what you do. So I feel like that's where I get my work ethic from. I started working probably illegally when I was like 10 or 11, like polishing cutlery and getting paid at the back. And I've always, no matter whether I've worked for myself or I've worked for someone else, no matter what I did, I always wanted to be the best. I laughed at, you know, whenever yeah. I worked in the in the juice bar, I wanted to be the best fucking juice bar guy that there was. Yeah. And I, like, I mean, it's, you know, I just was doing that thing and wanted to be the best at it. I didn't mind doing, you know, 60, 70, 80, 90 hour weeks. But now I obviously have the opportunity that if I do want to be the best or I do want to put those hours in, I do it for me and the benefit of my company and not, you know, working for someone else. So do you think it's, yeah. it's uh, like, do you think it's something that's in you or it's taught or where do you think it comes from? Well, let's talk about the pillars really quick of, of, of successful uh, areas of fitness. What's the first one? Mindset, right? Mindset. Yeah. And, and I think mindset has everything to do with people's success in life. Um, I, I wholeheartedly think that if you have a positive mindset, um, you have a positive outlook on humanity, you have a positive look of yourself and who you, what you can be and what you can accomplish, and you have that drive and passion, you will be successful uh, in life. I mean, it, it, positive energy creates positive energy. Um, it's contagious uh, and people wanna be around you and from there things happen, right? And you know, I think for me, um, mindset was a big thing for me because I came from a very poor upbringing uh, where my parents you know, moved from job to job to job. I, you know, we struggled with money all the time. I remember my mom going through pillowcases looking for change so that she could pay rent uh, in, in the small tiny condo that we lived in. You know, um, 
you know, I grew up in a, a very different lifestyle than I do today. And my kids, I, I, you know, I, I, I really tried to instill into them, listen, things are very different than it was back then. Um, and, you know, you have to be very appreciative and you have to bust your ass and work your ass off to get to this point. And I think to your point there, Ben, of always wanting to be the best at what you, you want to do, that's very much the same mindset that I had. And you know, I think a lot of it is is I was bullied a lot uh, as a kid. Um, I was picked on a lot. I was beat up a lot. Um, you know, I went to a lot of inner city schools. I was the Metallica slash you know heavy metal person, which doesn't fit in well with that crowd, unfortunately. Can I and, just uh, point out something? Your yeah. uh, your your May playlist yes. is a bit a bit of an odd one. I put it in the gym today. I was like, it kept going. I skipped three songs. I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> it's not. Uh, it's not one uh genre let's say there's a lot, not. a lot going on yes sorry there's a lot yes there's a lot going on um and my music <laughs> taste has definitely changed a lot yes, of a lot yeah, of a yeah. lot of rap a lot of rap um yeah, but yeah. uh yeah and um and so you know for me uh you know i think i always had a negative perception of myself and then when i joined the military uh the marines really instilled in me the ability to have confidence in myself to say hey i can accomplish things i can do things in a different way um, especially about my two. And, and here's the thing, like in cybersecurity, you know, I look at, you know, some amazing folks that are just absolutely brilliant and, and, and I don't look at myself in that same light, but one thing I do have is persistence, which is, you know, if I don't uh, understand something, I will sit there until I figure it out until I learn it. I am continuously racking my brain, trying to figure things out almost to an obsession, obsession, um, obsession point so that it can be perfect. It can be a way that I can do things. And that's, you know, the motivation aspects that I have of things. I, I don't learn things very well from picking up books. I do it by hands-on actually, you know, figuring things out on my own. And that's always been very successful. I mean, I failed out of high school. I had to go to summer school just to pass. Uh, you know, like I'm not, a, I'm not a typical person that came up through, you know, Harvard or Yale and started my own business that way. I have no idea what the fuck that is, you know? So, <laughs> you know, um, you know, I, I didn't know what I was doing. Uh, and, and I kind of pieced things together because I have that mindset of I will be successful no matter what I do. And, and obviously, yeah. credit to my to Aaron, my wife, uh, incredible inspiration for me, supportive. You know, she took where my faults are. She took the strengths where her faults are. I took the strengths, and uh, that recipe there was was such a recipe for success because you know the so two of us just were really having a solid team was was imperative, especially that those early stages. Okay, so the and I, I actually like the fact you know you're saying about education, whatever. Like I had to repeat a couple of years, dropped out before the end of school. And, you know, at that point you think, or what everybody around you tells you it's the end of the world, you're never going to amount to anything. 95% of the people that I know they go through school and university are in jobs that they fucking hate because they picked what they were going to do when they were like 15 years old and they didn't have a fucking clue. So I think anybody who's in that sort of listening, like I think it's evolved and I don't know whether it's just the, the I'm going to say, younger people and make myself make myself sound old but everybody wants to be a fucking entrepreneur everybody wants to start a business i see at the minute anyway i think you know you're you, what you're saying about being bullied and I, i've thought about this quite a lot so i listened to obviously to the diary of a ceo podcast and the guy stephen bartlett and he always he always talks or always asks he starts with like you know their childhood and their their upbringing and sort of like what was different or what made them sort of be the anom anomaly to have the success that they did and whatever else and like, obviously you're talking about, you know, being bullied and how you felt about yourself. And the one thing that, that sort of came back to me, as I said, you know, it was, it was always just me and my mum when I was younger, I didn't meet my dad until I was 19. And I always think that like my mum was absolutely incredible the whole time growing up. I couldn't have asked for any more, but there was always that, like, I need to prove something. So I need to be good at this or I need to make something of myself to prove that I'm worthy of X, Y, and Z based on, you know, not having that part of my life. Um, and I think that that's sort of where my want and continued wanting to progress and be better has come from. Yeah. Yeah. I think stories, you know, like what I always mentioned, like why I kind of honed down on you as a, as a personal trainer. And, you know, I saw a lot of that same compassion, uh, drive and ability and care for, for one another. Right. And that's, I think that's a big part of it is, is, you know, wanting to better yourself, but also wanting to better the people around you. And that's, a, I think that's a unique trait for a lot of folks. You know, I think you run into a lot of executives or CEOs that are about themselves or just about the business and profitability margins and things of that effect, which I'm not saying, Hey, businesses are obviously there to make a profit. Um, that's capitalism 101, but you know, you look at, 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 you know, what you're trying to accomplish. I mean, for me, 
I would easily take a hit uh, on my profitability if it's the right thing to do for my employees. I would easily take a profitability hit if I'm improving quality of life. I would easily take a profitability hit for getting around, or, you know, moving away from a cancerous type of of customer that you know is just toxic in nature and driving our people insane. You know, I you you, you have to do those things because. At the end of the day, your people make up your company and your company is is made up of amazing individuals that, you know, if if they're not working out, are you failing them? Are there ways for you to, you know, make them better in some way, shape or form? You know, do they not buy off in the mission of making the world a better place? You know, all those things come into your head. But I think running a business um, is all about surrounding yourself with people that are smarter than you, uh, that have amazing ideas in their retrospective areas and that can continuously progress the company forward and making, you know, the culture better, uh, making the culture easier, making lives easier. You know, for me, um, I have such an amazing leadership team over both at binary and trusted sec. And, um, it's really cool because, you know, I really don't have to make day-to-day decisions anymore uh, at the company. It's, it's, it's a a full-fledged well-oiled machine and we're continuously getting better with it, but it definitely wasn't always that way. Right. And, uh, so, you know, the flexibility they have now, I definitely didn't have two years ago or five years ago. Um, you know, those are maturity things that come over time, but you know, it's, it's a lot of work up front, a lot of work still today, it's just different. Right. Yeah. I think, you know, for me, and I even had a call with someone else earlier and, you know, about a coach who's early on the career. And I'm like, you know, I remember being in the gym from 6am to 10pm every fucking day. Like I didn't have any clients, but I was there just to be there, to be seen, to be talking to people, sitting on my laptop, writing programs, everything that sort of needed to have to go on in the background, because at the start you need to do all those things to be there. And I laughed, like obviously I did, you know, I'm a couple of hours coaching whenever I was over there, I was was fucking exhausted doing that many hours coaching back to back. And the thing that you're talking about the employees definitely like, I obviously don't have any employees, but you know, I, I see this in other businesses and it, it tends to be that, you know, the, the really successful businesses are the ones that have the teams that will stick with them and that they're the ones that sort of look after their, their staff, their employees and whatever else. And it seems to be, you know, again, from businesses that I know, the ones that struggle are the ones that have a high staff turnover because by the time you get someone in and sort of get them in the environment and sort of teach them about the company, if they go again, then you're almost like resetting every single time. So, you know, keeping employees within the company for as long as possible and making sure they're well looked after, I think is, is obviously a massive point and something actually that I want to touch on. So obviously, and obviously correct me if I'm wrong at the start, you did all the work in terms of building the brand based on your name. You went out and did the speaking, you did everything you needed to do, but obviously there becomes a point that you can't do that all the time. And it also needs to become about more than just you and it needs to become about the team. Yeah. And that's, that's a big shifting point. And that's uh, tough for a lot of people to do. You know, if your whole brand and reputation is built off of a sp- one specific name um, and you need to expand the business, you know, like one thing that I, I noticed was that, you know, I was traveling 80% a year, you know, going out to speaking engagements and going out to customer sites and doing this and becoming the face of the company. And I was killing myself doing it. I mean, you know, I, I didn't know what town I was, or city I was in. I didn't know where I was flying to. I knew just every day I had somewhere else to be. You know, missed obviously a lot of time with my family, um, you know, all of those things that, that start to come into play. And that's not a scalable effort. And what you have to do is instead of it being about you, it's about your team and the quality of team that you've built and getting their names out there um, so that they can start to build their credibility names. Because, you know, everybody want you know, a lot of folks are motivated by, you know, building a brand of themselves and helping out the community and industry and, you know, all of those cool things that come along with that. And, um, you know, want to contribute and make things better. And so, you know, they should be getting their names out there. It shouldn't be Dave Kennedy's name out there. And so, you know, I really took a step back of my name being out there as much, um, you know, to let let other folks take that those reins and take the ropes and, you know, get out there and do their thing that they want to do. So, you know, for me, it's it's it was less for me of an ego thing. I don't care about my brand or, you know, who people recognize me for. You know, I'll continue to do good things. I'll continue to help others. I'll continue to share my knowledge. I'll continue to be passionate about what I do. Um, but at the end of the day, like, you know, for me, it was more so I didn't want the business to fail because my name wasn't all over the place anymore. And I didn't want to take a hit in revenue lines because I wasn't going out and speaking. And, you know, I think COVID really put things in in a major perspective for me is I I don't have to kill myself. I don't have to be out there destroying myself. I can still, you know, reach others and do things in a, in a positive manner that doesn't require me to be on site or to, to be away from my family. And, um, you know, that was a big, big shift for me mentally because, you know, I had to prove that my business wouldn't fail without me, essentially, right? And again, not an ego thing. It's it's more so of a, this is the way we've always done things. You know, now we need to do things differently. 
And that's one thing that I, I always think I've done really well is as soon as I have a good comfort level with somebody and I know that they're competent in a certain area or they care as much as I do about a specific thing, you know, they can own it, whatever that responsibility is, whether that's running my company, whether that's the finances. Well, I'm never, I was never going to finance the same. I was always Aaron. Um, you know, whether that's, you know, our consulting division with Martin or whether that's, you know, visionary stuff with our company with LZ, you know, you know, those things are all uh, things that I've given my responsibilities away from because they've proved themselves to be able to run those areas. And I don't care. I mean, that, that's less responsibility for me. Awesome. I can focus on other cool things um, to go and do. So I think, you know, a good sign of a leader um, is the ability to empower your team to make decisions. And then you're there making sure that those are the in good informed decisions and that you have good perspectives of everything. And you kind of pulse that to make sure everything's good. But at the end of the day, you know, the, the decisions ultimately still reside with you and the direction of the company, but your folks and your team are the ones that are, that are, making those decisions and you're just, you know, saying, Hey, this, this is a terrible decision. Hey, we're going to, instead of doing penetration testing, we're going to start making plastic boxes. Well, that's probably not a great idea. Like that's, you know, like we're known for penetration testing. We're not known for plastic boxes. So I, I, I don't agree with that. So explain to me why that's a good idea. Let's figure this out. You know, and yeah. that's another thing too, that I I'm, I'm really big on is, you know, if I have a disagreement with something, it isn't my decision. Um, I will listen to everybody that is there and understand their perspectives. And guess what? If I'm wrong or it isn't the greatest decision, I, I'm like, cool. I, my idea, my idea sucked. Let's go with yours. You know, let's do it. So, you know, again, you have to take your ego out of the window. You have to be there, you know, if your teams, um, you have to be there with your troops, your friends, um, and you have to be there, you know, consistently to make sure everything's going well, but empower them to be leaders too. Okay. So I think obviously it gets to a point like, you have this one thing that you in particular are really fucking good at and you want to build a company that offers just more than that. So you start yeah. to get people in to do those other things, make sure they're on the same sort of level, potentially get people in who are better at the thing that you're good at. And that's how you build out the team. So yep. talk to me then about like, you know, when things really started to go, like obviously you started hiring people and then what, what way did that, like, what was the sort of trajectory from there? Yeah, I think, you know, when you hire your first employee, it's kind of like an oh shit moment because like one, you have to figure out payroll, you have to figure out taxes around that. You're you know, responsible plus, for someone else? <laughs> that, that's the last thing I was going to say is you're directly responsible for this person's well-being, right? And um, that's a lot of responsibility. So, um, you know, the first employee, the first employee that I hired was more of a, a technical person in nature that could do some of the, the easy work that I could do around, you know, penetration testing or things to that effect. And so I would still write the reports. I would still do the sales. I would still make sure methodology right we're doing things. I'd still release tools. I'd still do all the stuff that I'm doing. But I had a technical resource that could help me out. Then I hired a salesperson that can go out and do direct sales so that it takes the, you know, statement of work writing away from me. Um, so I'd have to focus on that. And I could be more outward facing and marketing for the company. And then, you know, so the, the different people you add starts to chip away at your overloaded you know, nature, because you can't do everything perfect. You can't do sales. Well, you can't do, you know, if, if that's, if you're, if you're Jack of all trades and you're just the, the, the master of none, you're not going to be known as a company for being especially amazing at any of those different areas. So you know, each person you add adds a different role within your company. And, and, and again, if you're not an entrepreneur, same thing goes for, for your teams. You know, if you're investing in people and you're in your, you're already overloaded with meetings and fires and things that are happening there, you have to take a look and say, what type of people can I add? to remove some of these responsibilities from me to where I can focus on things that are actually proactive or strategic in nature in our security programs. And so I think, you know, for, for me, it was always long-term vision of, I need people that are awesome in here so that I can continuously start to build this out to be successful. And I always had, you know, I, I, you know, I, I think Aaron and I said, man, if we ever got to 30 people, we'd be good. Right. You know, like we'd be, that, that'd be amazing. And I think we'd be done by that. We wouldn't, we wouldn't need to go any further. Now we're like 140 people, right? And we're like, well, we got to 500, you know, to a thousand. You know, what else? <laughs> that's just, that's the same thing that we talk about in goals. Even you messaged me the last uh, over the weekend about, you know, where are we taking this in terms of physique? Yeah. And I'm like, well, we'll take it to this point. But when you get to that point, you're going to want some more. And that's how the goals always continue continue to evolve. I love I love that discussion too this weekend because you know it's it's interesting. Um, you know, weight is always context. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So nobody, nobody else knows the conversation. Weight, weight has always been an issue with me. We've talked about this on the podcast before, where you know, Big Dave was 315 pounds, and I never wanted to be Big Dave. And 
um, my weight, you know, since I started training with you has been gradually and slowly ticking up, you know, and as you add muscle mass, um, you know, what we did is kind of combination of, you know, resistance training and getting my weight down to an appropriate level, but also, you know, with that comes building more and more muscle. And again, this is my objectives is to be, you know, jacked AF and to be big and to have huge muscles. Right. Um, speaking of that, I got a quick side tangent. Uh, we had to move our server infrastructure from the old trusted tech headquarters to the new trusted tech headquarters. And because I'm big, everybody assumes, oh, well, Dave's just going to handle carrying everything. I'm like, you a-holes. Like, it's still heavy for me. Like, it still hurts, you know, to lift, you know, 17 servers or 30 servers, you know, going downstairs and everything. I'm exhausted. You guys can stop chatting and, like, drinking coffee and help me out with the carrying here. So, assholes. But uh, but even, um, again, I, I want to point something out to that, you know, you are the owner, the CEO of the company, and you're the one in doing them moving the shit still. Like, that's still being on oh, the ground yeah. floor doing shit. Like, I think that's... that's Wouldn't have it any other way. But that's, any other you know, way. employees will respect that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, whenever anybody needs my help or whenever we're doing big things, I, I love being there. I love helping out, um, you know, hopping in on an assessment or engagement. Like that's, that's what, you know, helping others is what I like doing. And obviously, you know, this is for my company, but you know, that that's fun to me, like moving servers and re, you know, redesigning our infrastructure, architecture yeah. and stuff like that. And like, you know, we, we made a huge mistake in the new, new headquarters, uh, we ordered four four racks and they're all telco racks instead of server racks. I'm like, oh, they're not long enough, so they're super short. So we get there, we're like, oh shit, you know, like so we had to go go get quick, quick, some server racks. But uh, you know, dumb mistakes you make as you're going through things. But uh, back on the conversation, like you know, um, I had a conversation with with Ben over the weekend. I said, hey, you know, like I'm getting up into like the you know the high two thirties. Like when is a, a a when is a good weight? Like it's, it's basically was my question, right? Yeah, and, I think you said and, what what was a good weight for like my height? Like what yeah. was a, a good weight for that? And and I liked your response back and it and it and it was along the same lines of what I was thinking is, well, what's a good weight for you? You know, and 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 we don't know what that is. You know, like right now I could say, Hey, I'm I'm big, I feel good, and I want to maintain, right? And and I, you know, maybe I want to lean out a little bit or maybe I want to do this, I don't want to build as much muscle, and that's great. But you know, for me, uh, I'm I want to be bigger, right? And that equates to if you add more muscle mass, you're going to keep going up in weight. Um, and so there is no specific weight, you know. And and I I like the the check marks of monitoring, you know, what is a good desirable weight, right? So right now my blood work is perfect, my cardiovascular health is fantastic, which I do have a really quick Orange Theory uh, story. Um, I was in Orange Theory today, and it was the 200 meter row, which is a really quick row. I mean, it's like you know, like 30 second row. And uh, I get on the rower, and they're, they're water-based rowers. And I start rowing, and the whole rower is, like, flipping upward. Like, it's making these big banging sounds, and it's distracting everybody that's trying to PR on the side. I'm like, oh, shit. So the, the trainer runs over to me, and she jumps on the top of the, the, the rower so that it doesn't bounce anymore. I'm just ripping this thing. I'm doing, like, 700 RPMs on this thing. It's just, like, the thing's just, like, like you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to town. And I'm ripping so hard that I fly off of the seats. And I, and I literally fall on the ground and I'm just like, I'm such an idiot. Like, I'm just trying to beat myself here. I'm not trying to beat anybody else. So, so everybody's laughing. And then we had a second opportunity to go and do it. Well, you know, you burn an insane amount of energy trying to rip through that, you know, even 30 seconds, it's exhausting. And, uh, I got on there a second time. She's on there, you know, holding it down and I beat my PR by like 0.2 seconds. So I beat myself and which is all that matters Fucking beat you, old Dave. Stayed on, yeah. stayed on the second time. And I stayed on the second time. God, I felt like such an idiot. But, uh, but anyways, like you know, I think you know when you look at that everything you're trying to accomplish in life, it's it's you know that motivation, being there and, and surrounding yourself with other people um, that makes a big difference. But the whole week uh, uh, piece of it, you know, I don't know where my my boundaries are. Right, I might go up to two fifty. I might go up to two seventy. I might go up to three hundred. I thought it's gonna be three hundred, but I mean, that's gonna be, I'm gonna be a big three hundred. <laughs> That would be huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be that, that dude we saw at the gym that the other day, that big yeah. dude. He's yeah, got to be yeah, pushing yeah, 300. Yeah, he was yeah. huge. You'd be, the, you'd be the guy that we'd be looking at. We'd be like, yeah, I'm like, oh my God, I got big. huge. That's yeah. huge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I don't know how we ended up in this, down this rabbit hole about your weight, about, oh, about the company and about, about hiring people. Well, it's, I think it was, it was more so about um, just, you know, everybody's oh, goals, setting goals, setting goals, setting goals. Yeah, okay. everybody's okay, so goals like, are different. Yeah, yeah, but obviously it's like they evolve over time. Do you know what I mean? Like you said, you said that you would want to get to thirty people, and now you know you're where you're at, but you want to to continue to grow up. What age were you when you started the company? So I would have been 
so trusted tech was in 2011 um and so let's see i would have been 29 years old interesting so this is my thought behind that so yeah. i had this conversation with my friend ali um last week and he started a business when he was young <clears throat> and obviously for anybody who doesn't know when i the job that i had before i was a coach i was the juice guy that fucking wanted to be the best juice person ever on the planet i just fucking quit my job like i was i was in london i walked out of i remember quite clearly walked out of top shop oxford street looked across the street and there's a homeless guy and literally painted above the homeless guy in silver paint i remembered so clearly it said quit your day job sent gary the owner of slims <clears throat> an email and did, i never went back but my point is i don't know now that i'm older let's say i would have the balls to just do it that way and i guess that in itself yeah is why it worked out for me if that makes sense so the fact that i just quit and that was it i had to make it work whereas now i probably wouldn't have the same i wouldn't be as quick to just quit everything it would be like i'll try this on the side and try and build it and then you're yeah. not as all in with it so you don't have the same sort of well you don't have the same time but you don't have the same sort of opportunity to build it and grow up i i so agree with that and i've said that to myself a number of times like what the hell was i thinking like aaron just had twins <laughs> like you literally were the financial support for your entire household you had a perfectly good job that you enjoyed going to like you know like everything was great and then you're like, like hey, i gotta push this big fucking red button and just fuck shit up. <laughs> yeah. like what what was i thinking then you know at 29 years old but you know i think i think you know what what i i i remember rationalizing this which was you know i i felt like i could get a job if i needed to very quickly yeah. based on my my experience and everything else that was out there Cybersecurity was a high you know it still is a high demand job but I think at the end of the day, like I knew I could bounce back if I needed to, but I knew that if I didn't do it sooner, I wouldn't actually go and do yeah. it. Right. It would be one of those things where I, I had to force myself to believe in myself that we would be successful. And it's actually interesting. The conversation I had with Aaron, when I came home, you know, when I, when I broke the news that I wanted to quit, you know, and this is very much a discussion point. It wasn't, uh, I'm going to do this. It was, listen, he this just is what I'm be like. I quit my job. <laughs> I quit, hey, I quit my job, honey. Let's, I got to figure something out. Uh, no, no, no. You know, it was, it was a, a, you know, it was like, hey, honey, this is what I'm thinking. This is what I want to do. Here's what I think is going to be successful. And you know what, Aaron said back to me, and I still remember to this day. I remember the conversation. I remember where we were sitting. I remember the clothes we were wearing. You know, just as it was yesterday. And she says, you know, I know whatever you decide uh, to to invest your time into you will be successful at. She's like, I fully believe in you and I fully believe in your ability to do this. And I'm all on board. What I, what can I do to help? And, and that was her reaction. It wasn't, Oh my God, we have kids. We have this, we have that, you know, this, it was, you know, I trust, I trust Dave that he's making a good decision that he wouldn't just put our family in jeopardy. You know, we have some money saved up in the bank. Um, you know, we can, we can make this work. And if it doesn't work, I know Dave will be able to get a job somewhere else to do something different. Right. So, you know, making that, that that decision wasn't like a well fuck this i'm done you know it was very well thought out um you know i i had been thinking about it for a while um how i'd be successful at it and i made sure that you know when i left i had customers lined up already you know so it was a calculated risk that i was attempting to do and and you know it's all trial and error like i've failed in multiple things and, and actually morgan my my, my youngest daughter she um she asked me yesterday she's like dad you know what would you if you go look back at your life you know what what is one thing you would change and i actually get this question quite a bit you know like what what's one thing you would change and i wouldn't change a damn thing because those experiences make me who i am today um you know those experiences uh are why i'm in a position that i am today um and and those failures are what i've learned from to be successful again in the future and I explained to Morgan, I said, listen, you know, I think if my life was total shit uh, and I failed at everything I'd done and I can look back and say, there's this one point here where I could have changed to make my life successful, that would be a different story. But I have an amazing family. I have great kids. I have a loving wife. I have an amazing, you know, set of businesses that are very successful. Uh, my health is at an all-time high at, you know, almost 40 years old. You know, what do I have to change? You know, I, I'm living the dream as far as I'm concerned. You know, my life is perfect. So, you know, I wouldn't change a damn thing. So I think that's the thing, you know, for me is drive yourself forward, knowing from the mistakes that you made in the past and use those mistakes to empower you to be successful in the future. If you don't learn from your mistakes, you're just going to continue to make them.
Yeah, absolutely agree. And, you know, I think I touched on, the, on this last week with Sean, but I I always used to look back on being a pisshead and think, what the fuck was I thinking? Like, so many years of my life, like, just fucking drinking and being a fucking dickhead. And then it, it was only, I guess, probably within the past four or five, six months, like, I, I did a post about it. I was like, I, w- I wouldn't change any of those things because all of those things, all of those mistakes, even down to, like, um, again, my friend Ali, like, I want to say business with inverted commas for anybody who's not watching. Like one of the first businesses that I ran was providing transport to different clubs outside of Belfast. You basically pay me money. I give you a ticket. You got on a bus, went to your club and everybody got fucking drunk. I made loads of fucking money in a very short period of time, but drank every single penny of it. Drank it, stupid t-shirts, going away on holiday, whatever. And he came down this summer and he was like, I was, you know, fucking, like, how much money do you have? And I was like, uh like a hundred pound, <laughs> but I should have had, you know, loads. He says, you need to save it. You need to save it. And I was like, in my head, I was like, no, no, I'll be fine. Like, I'll just do it again. I'll do it again. You know, it would always continue to be there. And obviously it wasn't. And then I found myself, I was like, okay, right. I need to fucking go up here. But even that, you know, that lesson that I carried into the business that I have now, I'm making sure that, you know, understanding that there is the potential that it's not always going to be there and whatever else. But my point is the same as yours. Like, you know, I wouldn't go back and change anything. Like I wouldn't be this yeah. person without being a pisshead or a dickhead. And even like, even down to something that Matt spoke about yesterday and on one of the stories about being able to have conversations with different types of people. So obviously as a coach, I speak to a lot of different personality types. I don't think I would be able to understand people at the level that I do if I hadn't had so many interactions with people well, be it sober or not, but in other jobs or customer facing roles that, that I had to have conversations or I was put in situations that I was talking to older people or foreign people or people from different backgrounds or whatever, different personality types, all those conversations, experiences, mistakes, lessons, everything led me to, you know, be able to have this fucking conversation with you right now. Yeah. It's so cool, dude. And, and I'll tell you, like, you know, you, it, it comes through your personality of who you are as an individual. I mean, our life lessons forge us and shape us to, to who we are. Right. And I, you always make the mention of if, you know, if you're the type of person that, you know, every day is a negative, you let everything bother you. Um, you, you're probably gonna have bad results in life. Right. Um, yeah. and that's, you know, that's just how it is, unfortunately. And I'm not saying by the way, you know, a lot of people struggle with depression. A lot of people struggle with, you know, various ailments and their health and, and, you know, things aren't always perfect in any way. And please don't, don't, think that I'm, I'm diminishing that in any way, shape or form. I'm not, uh, people struggle with a lot of things in life, but you know, if you're, if your outlook on life is continuously negative, you know, that impacts your mental health, that impacts your physical health and drive. It impacts everything that we talk about here on the podcast. So if your mind isn't right, um, your body's not going to be right either. And if your body's not right, your mind isn't going to be right either. So it's a, it's a reciprocal effect of what you're doing. And it's actually interesting. Um, I had a, a, a friend come from Argentina just this week and, uh, He'd never been to the United States before, and uh, he comes over, and uh, he's like, "Man, I've never seen so many overweight people in my entire life. Like, because they're not used to that in Argentina. I mean, I'm sure there's you know overweight folks, but you know, he's like, I just, I just, I mean, like, literally a large percentage of your population is is not healthy. And I said, Yeah, you're right. Like, you know, we have access to high calorie foods. You know, we, you know, that are super cheap. Um, you know, health is. And you is don't even need to go anywhere. They come to you. It comes to you. Like, I mean. You know, it's, it's, it's amazing how, you know, like we used to have to forge and fight for our food and get our food and let literally we're never hungry, um, as a society. And, and so, you know, it's, it's interesting because if, if we're not a healthy country, our minds aren't going to be healthy either. How do we expect to be the best at what we do in the world? And so, you know, it's, it's those things that I look at and say, well, how could I be positive to others and influence others to be positive? Obviously the podcast is part of that. But again, that's one thing I want to circle back to you of, you know, every time I talk to you, it's positive, right? Every time we have a discussion, it's positive. Every time we interact with one another, it's positive. It's all positive, right? And you want to surround yourself with those types of people. If the people that you're with from a group team perspective are all negative people, everything you do is going to be negative. You're not going to be successful at what you do. Um, So for me, you know, in the business side, I surrounded myself with very positive people that have made me successful. I've made them successful, take care of them. They take care of me. It all works out. It's that whole tribe, you know, aspect of things of for working for one goal of survival and making each other better and having dependency on each other to, to want to want to do that. I think that there's one thing that I've noticed recently, obviously working with, with more and more of you guys over in America, there's a definite difference, cultural difference between here and there in the fact that you as an American, if you have something good 
and it's better in the quality of your life, you want to fucking share it with as many people around you as possible. Yeah. yeah. You want to be like, look, I have this thing. It's great. It's making me better. It will make you better. Over here, it's not like that. And I don't know whether it's just my experience and maybe it is, but over here, it's like, if somebody has something good, they will keep it to themselves because they're like, I've got one up and that other person because I, I, because I have this and they don't. So it's a total different, it's just something that I realized, like, you know, you've been able to refer and whatever, like the, yeah. a lot of people over here wouldn't do that because they don't want people around them to have the same, not everybody, not everybody. Another yeah. thing that I would like to say on the positivity, because I feel like the, yes, I, I absolutely agree. You know, we have positive conversations. We have created a positive environment. But I sometimes think the people aren't that the people that aren't always in that mindset see it as so far away and they don't understand how they can get there. And the, the greatest thing that I think that I can give back to anybody is, you know, it's not always everything that's happening is positive. Right. It's how you look at it and it's how your perspective is on it. So you know, even a client in their check in might be having a shit time or whatever it is. My job as a coach is to give them a perspective that sort of sees the positives in it. And, you know, it might not necessarily be anything to do with training. It could be a total shit show and their, you know, their minds all over the place. It's my yeah. job to look at that and give them the perspective so that they feel better going away. And that was one thing that I learned quite early on, on the gym floor. It wasn't necessarily about the session. It wasn't about, you know, the way the session was programmed. It wasn't about the weights that they lifted. It was about the client coming in and leaving in a better mood than they arrived in. And that was literally my job in that hour because, you know, they come up, they used to come up a lift in the gym and the work potentially had a shit day, you know, whatever it was, yeah. cut off and drive it. Like it's my job to make them leave in a better mood. And that is the same sort of thing that I try and do. Just give them yeah. perspective or whatever it is. And I think that, you know, it, it's not that everything is always positive. It's about looking at it from a perspective. Yeah, and, and it has to be, right? I mean, that that's my main priority. So, we, you know, I talk about the politics thing. I don't watch the news. I don't watch, you know, negative. And I'm not saying ignore what's what happening. Elon, okay, but we're not talking about the news, but Elon Musk blocked Twitter. What the fuck? Right? He's like, hey, I'm going to go by Twitter one day. And, uh, you know, hey, I'm going to do this, whatever, right? Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, I think, you know, the surrounding things around you, things that you can't control, are the things that people mo most worry about. And that's actually ingrained in our DNA of how we've been upbringing. Like we've always had threats, you know, we've had tigers and bears that want to kill us and we have to be in a tribe to, you know, be able to survive them. We're not the strongest. We're not the fastest, you know, we, but we are smarter. So, you know, the ability to be in a tribe helps us with that. So we've always had stressors and we interpret different things, different ways as stressors in our lives, whether that's financial debt, whether that's, you know, our job, you know, that's stressing us out, whether that's family members, a death, you know, stress hits us in, in a lot of different ways. And as Ben was saying, it's not about um, ignoring those stressors. It's about having a positive outlook on life that this one stressor in the grand scheme of things isn't the downfall of my family. It's not the downfall of my, you know, all the work that I've been doing. It's not the downfall of me as a human being. I'm still me. Um, and, and we have to have perspective of that. So, you know, for me, it's it's trying to create as much positivity as possible for others, which is contagious. And I, I'm positive, you know, when people are laughing around having a good time, when my kids are laughing around having a good time, you know, that's the, the best day. Like just the other day, um, I walked past Gavin's computer and I noticed he was only getting like 50 frames per second, which, you know, for me is unacceptable from a computer perspective. So, you know, <laughs> not in my house, <laughs> not in my house. We're not having 50, 50 frames per second. What are we in the, the early, you know, early 2020s here? Um, so he's playing Fortnite. I'm like, why you got 50 frames per second? I'm like, Gavin, like, get out of there. Like, let me, let me hop in there. I spent two hours like rebuilding his machine, trying to figure out why. And it was like a, it was like a, 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 a internal graphic driver issue that was conflicting with the the eGPU. Anyways, so I ended up uh, fixing it, and he's back up to like 120 frames per second. I have him on a higher graphics card or graphics settings. He's like, Dad, this is amazing. It's like I have a brand new computer, and I'm doing this, and I'm you know like I'm like I'm like you know that's awesome. And then the rest of the day, like he's happy, I'm happy. Like I fixed something. He was you know like he's he's killing more people on Fortnite. So you know um you know it's everybody's happy. Everybody's yeah, but as it's going on, you're like, you know, my, my, my son's, you know, sitting there with me and he's like, you know, it's like, oh, maybe it's this. I'm like, no, but like, here's what's actually going on. And I'm trying to explain things to him. He's like, yeah, I don't understand any of that. I'm like, well, you will someday. And then, you know, so, you know, it was just, you know, the, the positivity there and just wanting to help out not, not family members and everybody else, but it's just, it's just an awesome thing. So uh, I guess the, the moral of the story and wrapping things up here is, you know, from a business perspective, if you're a positive leader, positive things will happen right? You will be successful in what you do, whether that's meeting with customers and you're positive. Um, and that's the same, same thing. Like when we have to go into to customers and deliver like a, just a total horrible report, that's like, Hey, we destroyed you in six ways a Sunday. And you have all these exposures, you know, we go in, we're like, Hey, 
you did these two things really well, but all these other things, hey. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, give it a shit uh, sandwich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but but here's, here's where you can improve. Here's where we prioritize. You know, we're here to help you. So, you know, again, helping others is a big thing. Um, prioritizing, you can't boil the ocean and do things, you know, everything at once. You know, you just can't do it. And so prioritizing what's important to you and uh, just being a positive influence on others um, will make you successful in any career that you're in, your, your work, your fitness, your mind, everything else uh, comes along with it. I love it. Yeah, I think the the main thing that come for me is, you know, surround yourself by the right people, do the things that are going to make you better every day, and just fucking work hard at it. Yeah, work hard at it. Yep. Yeah. Stop being right. lazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anything else? Good. Check us out. We hack health on all social media platforms. Check out the, the giveaway, which will be on Twitter. I'll make sure I have it done. The Blue Nutrition stuff. And I guess I'll catch you next week. Next week. Guess what? I'll be stronger than I was today. Yeah. Same. Can't wait. I'll be I'll be one rep stronger than you. <laughs> 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 <Fascinating>. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> Bye.